This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Time for a break from it all? Visit Orlando, Florida with loved ones, or leave them at home and come alone. There are luxury vacation homes near Disney World to rent by the night, the week, or the month. Vacation to Florida Vacation Rentals offers condos, townhomes, and four- to eight-bedroom pool homes in five-star resorts that feature golf courses, water parks, restaurants, spas, and much more. Staying in a Vacation to Florida home will change the way you vacation forever. Their homes feature swimming pools, hot tubs, billiards, game rooms, home theaters, free Wi-Fi, gorgeous views, and so much more. You'll love staying in a Vacation to Florida home because it's professionally managed and maintained. Just log on to VacationToFlorida.com. That's Vacation, the number two, Florida.com. Or download the app and be able to book your next day right in the palm of your hands. The Vacation to Florida app provides you with the best attractions and entertainment, top restaurants in the area, as well as live calendar events. Come stay with VacationToFlorida.com or download the app in your app store. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. A lot of problems with Hillary Clinton right now. She's really yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She's up by sixty points in the polls. Okay, no, and so yeah, it would seem to some that ah, that's not how problematic could it be. She's up by sixty in the polls. That's that's kind of the point I was bringing up. Yeah, is that the point you're yeah. making? Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking a lot of people were thinking, and I'm one of those people. And you're one of them. You're yeah. thinking, wow, she's sixty points up. How much trouble what, is that? What could possibly be going wrong? Health issues. Cankle infection, something like that? No, no, no cankle infection. No, I don't believe this is a cankle okay. deal. Uh, no. Not okay. cankle. This is uh, separate and apart from cankle issues. Uh, so uh, there are some email gaps, however. Um, you know, there's, there were some gaps in her uh, service to the uh, Americans in Benghazi, I felt like. Uh, she and the president uh, could have done a little bit more there. Some gaps, if you will, uh, there. And there are apparently gaps, massive gaps. In the emails that she has provided, because she's running this separate email, this private email, and you're not supposed to do that necessarily. If you're a State Department employee, <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily. You're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she you're did being it very anyway. charitable uh, today. Uh, I was working on it. I'm do- working on my Gandhi impression. Ah, yes. yeah. So. You sleep with your niece? No, probably not. Uh, so. Yeah, he, well, he was testing himself. That's all. Thank you. That's not what he meant. He was. Right. You were trying to turn it around on something <laughs> ugly. Something tawdry. No, I'm just saying he wanted There's to sleep more naked beautiful with than his sleeping niece naked with niece your knees to test his purity. To test purity. your your purity. Thank yeah, you. That's what you want to. I'm sure you've done that many times, Jeffy. <laughs> not even <laughs> not even on that one, Nate. No. On that one, no, he can't even. That. All right, yeah. good. good idea. That's good. <laughs> I that was a little bit of judgment on your part. That is uh, unbelievable. Uh, I don't well, think I've ever seen that before. Well. Congratulations. I mean, I'll, I'll Congratulations. go if you want. No, no, no. I, I will showed, go down a road. I think you, you showed pretty good restraint go. there. And, no, uh, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> so, triple eight seven two seven back. Anyway, uh, Trey Gotti was talking about these uh, email gaps, and uh, here's what he said on CBS yesterday. Are there any gaps uh, in in the emails you have received so far from her? 
Uh, yes, sir. There are gaps of months and months and months. And if you if you think to that iconic picture of her on on a C-17 flying to Libya, she has sunglasses on and she has her handheld device in her hand. We have no emails from that day. In fact, we have no emails from that trip. So it's strange credibility <laughs> to believe that if you're on your way to Libya to discuss Libyan policy, that there's not a single document that's been turned over to Congress. So there are huge gaps. And, and you know, with respect to the president, it's not up to Secretary Clinton to decide what's a public record and what's not. We need someone. And frankly, I, I've lost confidence in the State Department to make that determination. They're the ones who allowed this arrangement. They're the ones who did nothing about this arrangement until they got a request from our committee. I mean, frankly, I, I think your viewers are entitled to a neutral, detached arbiter to determine what's a public record, first of all, because that never should have left the custody of the government. And secondarily, what is our committee entitled to? We're not entitled to everything. I don't want everything. I just want everything related to Libya and Benghazi. Hmm. I think that's reasonable. And there she is on the plane with that iconic photo that uh, Trey was talking about. Yeah, this was her Twitter uh, picture, uh, whatever, uh -huh. AVI or whatever they call it. Uh, and uh, so this is her actual like this is the picture she wanted people to see when they went to twitter which did not uh, result in a good treatment from twitter when they uh <laughs> when she was when they find out that she was you know hiding emails because she's she's actually using some i mean she's using your phone obviously you can use your phone for things other than email you but you could if actually make a call on it you, I, well, I don't think so i don't think no? anymore you okay. could that was at one time at one time at one time when you had to crank the phone from the side oh yeah yeah that's, that's right. when you could do that um, but uh, if you look at this, I mean, obviously you could use your phone for other things, but I don't know if there's anybody on the planet that has a smartphone and doesn't use it for email as well. Is there, there anybody on the planet? No. I, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly think, like, it's just like one of those things you do on your phone. I mean, do you have it so you can, you can go on the web, but you, there's nobody in your e you don't ever use it for email? I mean, that just seems impossible. That reminds me of the old uh, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning uh, what was that? It was at an ESPN thing where they were talking about their phones. Uh, do you remember seeing this? It was kind of a rap video. Both the Mannings were on it. They were talking about their phones. And one of the things was that some people even use their phones as a phone. And it was a big <laughs> joke. Yeah. I mean, you should dig that up and play it again. I mean, it's kind of off topic. But, um, but here she is in that iconic photo. You would think, you know, sending out some emails about the situation. None from that day, none from that trip, according to Trey Gowdy, which is problematic, I would think. Uh, you know, uh, these are supposed to be archived for the public to peruse when they need to or they, they want to. Uh, and hers are as yet unavailable. Now, uh, Chris Wallace had Lanny Davis, who is a longtime apologist for the Clintons, uh, both Bill and Hillary, and he was certainly have a, di a difficult time apologizing for Hillary yesterday because Chris Wallace, first of all, last week he held uh, Scott Walker's feet to the fire. Yesterday, he held Lanny Davis's feet to the fire. Let me go through, if I may, a list may. of the various rules, regulations, laws mm -hmm. that she may have violated. Let's put them up on the screen. May have violated. Uh, if I may finish, sir. The State Department's Foreign Affairs Manual said employees must use secure, department-approved computer systems. The agency that regulates the Federal Records mm -hmm. Act, that's a law, said emails must be, quote, preserved in the appropriate agency. 
The Obama White House said private emails must be preserved and later, 2011 when she was still Secretary of State, that all work should be conducted on government email. And you say Hillary Clinton did nothing wrong? So you, inter you interrupted me when I said, or about to say, that the director of litigation for the very agency you just quoted, the National Archives Administration, said she did nothing illegal or violated any of those rules that you just quoted. Not one. And indeed, Colin Powell was subject to those rules because they began in 1995, and the word you used, and you said may, everything is may. Mm. <laughs> okay. Here's Lanny Davis uh, throwing up the smoke screen already. Uh, and here's, I mean, Wallace doesn't stop there. It, it gets uh, even bloodier with he and Lanny Davis yesterday. Why did she send out a memo in 2011 to all State Department posts with this directive? Avoid conducting official department business from your personal email account. That's pretty good. Why was it... If so important for every other member of the State Department, Good but it was a directive that she ignored. I can explain that by saying that a Secretary of State traveling to 111 countries might be needing to have one email system versus people in the department who should use the official system. I wonder why you I don't, No, I don't understand that. You're saying it's such a uh, burden to have to use state.gov? I, I didn't say such a burden. You said such a burden. I said that it's understandable if why? a secretary... Why? For, for the same reason Jeb Bush had three million No, 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 no. You know, you're talking about Jeb Bush, and I've heard you play this game before. You don't I know. I've heard you play this Jeb Bush game before. It's like the Republicans during Watergate saying, well, Lyndon Johnson wiretapped people, too. It's completely irrelevant, and, and please, let's not play that game. All right, well, let's not interrupt me and let me explain. I, I, what Jeb Bush I'm, no, I'm not asking was, about Jeb Bush. I'm asking why it was that Hillary Clinton in 2011 told reason. all State Department officials, use government government emails, and she continued to refuse to do it. Chris, I gave you that answer that she, as Secretary of State, had a good reason what to was do a good something. Reason? I gave you the reason you're apparently no, you not listening. I, 111 I, said, countries. I, I don't understand. Somehow it was going to be more convenient? Maybe you don't understand because you're not letting me finish. Wow. Well, there's a huge oh thing. Email, Pat, Wow. very localized. When <laughs> I travel out of state, uh -huh. I switch email services. So I'll use my uh, Glenn Beck account mm -hmm. while I'm here in, uh, in Texas. Mm -hmm. When I go to New York, I'll go to Gmail. In Connecticut, I'll use mm -hmm. Yahoo. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll use Hotmail when I'm in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whenever I get over to, I, I'll, use, um, I'll use all sorts of different mail systems. When we were in state. Israel, I used Israel.gov. You did. Uh, yeah, I you, did. you went yeah. all. Why? Yeah. How did you know. even get an Israel.gov? Uh, they just gave me one. Okay. Yeah, because they knew I was in country. What a weird they, excuse. They offer, uh, that is so bizarre. And he can't. Uh, the only thing he can do when he's called on that excuse is to say, "Well, yeah, for the same reason, Jeb Bush." No, I don't want to hear about Jeb Bush. It's not about Jeb Bush. Well, he, well, Wallace does a great job. He here. does. However, he ignores the fact that when Jeb Bush was Secretary of State, he had to deal with those. He same wasn't. Except Jeb Bush wasn't Secretary of State. Wait, he was the for, governor of Florida. He was never Secretary so he didn't have he wasn't no he was not subject to these same rules. So this hmm. has nothing to do with Jeb Bush. Hmm. That's why the Jeb Bush thing is so irrelevant, and that's why Wallace told him the Jeb Bush thing. Don't play that with me. Well, it's irrelevant. It, Tell me about Hillary Clinton. Why said, did she do that? Well, I answered the question. 
Right. He did with answer what? the question. With he Jeb said Bush. She went to all these different countries, which is oh, not what Jeb Bush was doing at all. Right. It's not the same reason at all. Right. Jeb Bush wasn't traveling to 111 different countries when he was governor of Florida. But of course, then the only thing he has to say is, "Well, if you, I already answered that question. Well, when? No, you didn't. Yeah. Well, if you'd like, quit interrupting me. All right, go ahead and explain it to me now." Well, Jeb, Jeb Bush. Bush. No, I'm <laughs> saying stop with Jeb Bush. Explain Hillary Clinton. That's why these discussions are so pointless. They, you just can't pin them down. You can't. I mean, here's a here's a great indication of a uh, great example of really good journalism here. He's actually holding his feet to the fire. He did the same thing to Scott Walker last week. So you can't say, well, that's Fox News just going after the Democrats again. No, they did the exact same thing to one of the leading Republicans last week. And then he does this to Lanny uh, Davis, who is a Clinton apologist. And at the end of the uh, interview, it, it, he asks him a pretty interesting question. He does a great job here. I admire Chris Wallace. Do you ever get tired of cleaning up after the Clintons? <laughs> you say cleaning wow. up because you have a certain perspective. I am proud, given the public career and the public good of Bill and Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. as reflected by the popular goodwill they have across the country, unlike Chris Wallace. I don't regard it as cleaning oh, wait, up. You mean, when you say unlike last, Chris Wallace, what, what, unlike me, in what, what way? Well, you call it cleaning up. You're entitled to your viewpoint. I am proud to defend a great public servant. Proud, Hillary Clinton. Proud of Lewinsky, proud of campaign finance, proud of the private emails. So the last, those are moments of pride for the, uh, 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 the Clintons? Uh, there have been mistakes, but the last time <laughs> you got very heated about the Clintons was Whitewater for four years. I never, I never discussed Whitewater, my you, friend. You, you never... You never decided that Whitewater was a scandal? Nope. I, wow. All right. Well, then you're about the only person that nope. I know I never in, did. in the business of Just the media that didn't think Whitewater. No. Remember Whitewater? This sticks. is another bogus. I thought campaign quote. finance was a scandal. And, and, and what precisely ever happened with the Clintons on campaign you think, finance? You, do you think that that was a, uh, a great moment? Johnny Chung, you really want to relitigate that? Uh, you want to relitigate Monica Lewinsky and, and uh, misleading a grand jury here's and disbarment? Do you want to relitigate it? You ask me whether I'm clean up. I don't call it clean up. After all that you just mentioned, Bill Clinton left with a 65% approval mm. rating. Hillary Clinton today is the most popular politician mm. in the country. And you're mm. discussing a non-scandal, nothing illegal, not full access, that. and it's all politics. Wow, that is something else. Nothing you talk about illegal. all politics, that's all he is. And he throws out stuff uh, that they're wildly popular, unlike Chris Wallace. What the hell? What, what do you have to back that up? Are you saying the American people don't like Chris Wallace? And he asks him about that, and then he backtracks on that. <laughs> it's just, that's amazing. That's an amazing job by uh, Chris Wallace. And just a pathetic interview from Lanny Davis there, who's just a total douche about the Clintons. Yeah, he, he's weird because he, he's not an Obama guy. Lanny Davis. No. It does not seem to be a fan of Obama. I mean, several times during the Obama administration, he's come out and said things that were pretty sensible. Um, so mm. I, he's just a Clinton guy, I think. Yeah, you he know? is. And he just lives in that world. Cle clearly. No matter what they do, he's going to be out there defending them. And, you know, look, in some ways, he, he has some points there um, in that all those scandals brought up by Wallace did result in him leaving as a 65% approval rating. He is, Clinton is still very popular. Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, her popularity is, is tanking at the moment uh, and will continue to go. Is the more we hear from her, the lower her approval rating will be. Yeah. People don't actually like Hillary Clinton. They like the idea of Hillary Clinton. Uh, and and I, I don't know why they even like the idea of Hillary Clinton. I don't Clinton. know either. I don't know why they like the idea of Bill Clinton. He was a scumbag uh, and continues to be. 
And she is not good either. And she's a terrible politician. Terrible. She puts her foot in her mouth every chance you give her to speak. Yeah. So. I, I was we should see if we can pull these up. A, a writer from National Review, uh, Charles C.W. Cook, has been on this network many, many times. Uh, he had a, he was kind of going off on Twitter saying, what the heck has she actually accomplished? People say that she mm -hmm. breaks gr glass ceilings. She was apparently the 30th female senator. What a glass ceiling that is to be to be thirtieth in line. Uh, she was what because she was a first lady because yeah. she married she was the a president. First, the initial first lady to uh, be elected to a public office. Don't even know if that's true. It is. It is. Yeah. You're hundred percent sure of that. Pretty close to hundred. Ninety-eight. Now okay. that you're challenging me on it, I'll go down to ninety-seven point five. If I keep challenging you, will you go down like like I eighty? I might go down to seventy-five. Maybe twelve percent. Are you but are you twelve percent sure of that? Pretty sure. I thought that was one of the I'm points you made. I'm about three and a half percent sure that she was the first uh, the first lady to be elected to public public office. I, Name me another one. I don't know, but I thought that was one of the points he made. That's why. Uh, here, let's see if I can find it real quick. I will scan through his Twitter and see if. Uh, if From he made that this aspect, point. Uh, certainly to a national, um, she's certainly the first, the initial first lady to ever be elected to, to a you know U.S. Senate or Congressman position. Okay. Uh, and I think the first elected first lady of all time. So that glass ceiling she did in fact break, which is but, not a you know big deal. I mean, the glass ceiling. The, the the thing that indicates that glass ceiling exists is her marriage. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, it's not as if she accomplished something to get to that. She, she, I mean, you could say she accomplished something to be a senator, sure. Yeah. Uh, however, the thing that's separating her to a glass ceiling is, is her marriage. And what did she accomplish as a senator? What did she accomplish as Secretary of State? Well, that was, yeah, that was kind of his point. Yeah. Right. I, I, Nothing. I, we'll go through and look Nothing. at that here maybe uh, next break. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck, for his part, here's how Bill Clinton, uh, not Bill Clinton, uh, Barack Obama, uh, here's how he found out about the email scandal. Mr. President, when did you first learn that Hillary Clinton used an email system outside the U.S. government for uh, official business while she was Secretary of State? Uh, at the same time, uh, everybody else learned it through news reports. Were you disappointed? <laughs> uh, let me just say that Hillary Clinton is through news and has been an outstanding public servant. Uh -huh. She was a great Secretary of State for yeah, me. That, that wasn't the question. The policy that's of my question. administration is to encourage transparency. Uh, uh, and that's why oh my all yes. emails, the Blackberry oh that my I gosh. carry around, uh, all those records are uh, available and, uh -huh. and archived. Uh -huh. And I'm glad that uh, Hillary is uh, instructed uh -huh. that uh, those emails uh, that had to do with official business need to be disclosed. Uh -huh. Well, you say that you have the most transparent administration ever. You said it again just a couple of weeks ago. It's but true. How does this square with that? Well, I, the, uh, I, I think that the fact that she's going to be putting them forward God, uh, will allow it. us to make sure that uh, people have the information they need. You know, I, the lie, the transparency lie, how do you even repeat that now? How do you even say that with a straight face? It's true. How is it possible? It's, it's true. true. The Blaze had a reporter out on the streets uh, this weekend asking about uh, what people thought about the transparency of the Obama administration, and we. I heard it on the news, mm -hmm. and I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. That's wow. it. Wow, it's powerful. Wow, she did hear it on the. This she is the level the of knowledge our president. She hears shows. it the exact same way as the president yeah. of the United States. Just hears it on the, on news, the news. Says that it's ridiculous, man. That's it. <laughs>
That's that's essentially what the president does with these scandals exactly. every time. It's the exact same. Every Play time. that one more time. If this, if you were to say Hillary Clinton, uh, her emails came out. There's a scandal going on. How'd you hear about it? How'd you hear about it, Mr. President? I heard it on the news, mm -hmm. and I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. That's it. Boom. That's it. That's exactly. Essentially, <laughs> that's exactly essentially what he said. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh man. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. We're just talking about Hillary and her incredible accomplishments. Yeah. This rant uh, made me laugh, and it's, it's a lot of good points. This is from Charles C.W. Cook on Twitter. Uh, good question. Which glass ceilings has Hil Hillary truly cracked? Every job she's had has been done by women before. She wasn't the first, first lady of Arkansas or of the United States, nor the first female lawyer, nor senator, nor mm -hmm. secretary of state. Mm -hmm. Moreover, the vast bulk of her political accomplishments came on the back of her husband's success. What's the argument for a trailblazer? Uh, she, then she gets, he starts getting some response. Uh, even the uh, level of her political activity as First Lady was preceded by Edith Wilson and Eleanor Roosevelt, at least. Uh, then another uh, response. I was just thinking about this earlier. She's not even the first First Lady to be appointed to do international diplomacy. That's the one I think I was thinking of. Appointed. So not elected, appointed. Right. But she still. She's the first elected. Okay. Then you've got, I've been saying the same thing. No serious record as attorney, First Lady, Senator, Secretary of State. She's just there. Then Charles C. Cook writes, uh, isn't Elizabeth Warren a great deal more accomplished? She seems to have built herself an impressive career on her own. I keep being told that uh, because of the position Clinton is in, she's an inspiration to young women. What's the message? Marry a president? <laughs> what, uh, someone says, what about her? She built a, a, an Elise, uh, She was a first female partner at her law firm. Oh, wow. Okay, the uh, first female partner at her specific law firm. Right. Uh, someone else writes, uh, okay, all, I keep hear, uh, all I keep hearing from her apologists is that she's been influential and she's held powerful positions. What has she done? Uh, there's another word. Uh, she made partner in 1979. I'll let you guess what year Bill Clinton became governor. So even her first female, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, she was a partner at a law firm, the, and she got appointed oh, to that man. the year that, she, that he became governor of the state. Not exactly a shocker. Um, Hillary was the 30th female senator in American history. She won, she won eight decades after the 19th Amendment in an extremely blue state. Is that something to be like, are, you, are we mesmerized by these accomplishments? I'm not. Uh, Should I be? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, when fans try earnestly to list Hillary's accomplishments, it reads like a hit job from a critic. <laughs> there must be a host of genuinely accompli accomplished women out there who quietly see that the adulation Hillary inspires in stupid people. On and on and on. I mean, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good point. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, we kind of just, because she's well-known, assume she's accomplished a lot. Yep. And look, she, she has held powerful positions, but did she do a good job as Secretary of State? Is there a no, human being, including no. Bill Clinton, that would argue this? I mean, sure, publicly he would. But if you got Bill Clinton in a, in a room and you were just talking to him and he wasn't trying to fondle you, wouldn't he probably tell you, yeah, she was at best mediocre? I mean, this certainly she didn't reign over an unbelievable period of American prosperity overseas. We've had nothing but just gigantic collapse after gigantic collapse in major relationships. I don't know. Well, all that happened was she was distracted while I was into fat chicks uh, during that whole period of the Secretary of State thing. I don't know what kind of job she did. I just know she went to 111 countries where she wasn't home to see what I was doing. And 111 fat chicks. email systems. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. So, yeah, I mean, the one glass ceiling she has broken is that she's the first elected first lady. 
So right, she was. You know, other, I guess others were appointed to do international yeah. diplomacy. Yeah, you know. So there you go. But still, I mean, it's a, I guess that's something. But what is that? The accomplishment is not to be elected. The accomplishment is to be elected and married and to somebody something. famous. Yeah. Uh, so that's not exactly an accomplishment. True. Right. True. I mean, uh, it's, it's just. It's just. This is the family I'm in. You know, it's like saying, it's like, you know, uh, uh, well, they, they'll, they'll be like, well, Ken Griffey Jr., well, uh, he played on, he, after Ken Griffey played. Well, the accomplishment is obviously getting to the major leagues is hard. Mm-hmm. However, the reason why that's notable is because his dad was good, which has nothing to do with him. So really, the stat is not necessary. I mean, it's interesting to note, which is what is Hillary Clinton's career. It's interesting to note. Yeah, she was first lady too. What has she done? Mm-hmm. Eh, she served a, a term and a half, lost a run for presidency that she was overwhelmingly favored to win. Yeah, uh, that's, it, that's because she's been riding Bill's coattails, yeah. right? I mean, Bill would say that uh, for sure. In a private room. My, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, she's been riding my coattails. And she couldn't even hold that the last election. Yeah. She couldn't even grab on. We, we, we keep she forgetting hang this. on to a 50-point lead. Over Barack Obama. Yeah, and for 50 points. She almost lost to John Edwards. This was not just Barack Obama, he's a superstar, he beats everybody. She almost lost Iowa to John Edwards. Mm -hmm. This was not that difficult. This is an easy path to the presidency. And it's your, uh, by the way, supreme moment of optimism. If you can think about that election, there's there's no Barack Obama there right now at least none that we know of. There's no guy coming out of nowhere who made a big speech a few years ago and is ready to, to, to rise to the top. And Trying to build election. O'Malley into that? I just don't. I don't think O'Malley's I can't see it. I mean, I the guy that really, really wants to do it down the line is Julian Castro. But as of right now, he's, he's no. in the, uh, the HUD department. At yeah. some point, he will be that guy. That's why we just, Probably. Uh, we just need to keep Barack there. For another, just keep him there? For another four to eight years until someone comes yeah. along. So we need to really qu- quickly put together a constitutional amendment, or eh, well, look, uh, I think it's up to the president to figure out what yes. laws get enforced. You That's know? right. Yes. That's so right. I think we just ignore that. What about, yeah. What about an executive order? And he just fine. writes, "I can stay." <laughs> That's Done. enough, right? Done. That's more Done. than he usually Done does. He point. usually just does it. I don't think he usually writes anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just usually got to make a case for, for that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, are you the first lady leaving? We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're going to stay here. Your problem? You got a problem with that? Well, there's there's landlord law that would be in their favor. Usually, landlord law <laughs> yeah. favors the tenant. That's true. Uh, so, true. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K more patents stew coming up. Beck, it's Pat and Stu. This is fun because it was the uh, 50th anniversary of the uh, of the thing that brought about Barack Obama Jr. being born. I don't know if you uh, remember that, but uh, but a couple of people Selma marched, and a couple of people went marching with them. And uh, a couple of months later, a couple of months later, Barack Obama Jr. was born. <laughs> and we've heard that a billion times since 2007 when Barack Obama Jr. first said it. And, uh, it course, wasn't true. It wasn't true no, because not Barack se. Obama Jr. was born in 1961, and Selma happened in 1965, which is why it's now the 50th anniversary. <laughs> so, well, is it true now? It wasn't true then. Is no, it's it true, true now? now. Yeah, it's true now. 
And uh, everybody took that to the bank. Oh, okay. whoa. And then, and then his excuse afterwards was, well, wait a minute now, uh, Mr. Obama. Uh, so the Selma March, even if your parents were there, that happened in 1965. You were born in 1961. That's four years before. How did that? Well, I was speaking metaphorically. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Your Honor, I was speaking, speaking metaphorically. Oh, okay, that's so, a lie. Because they <laughs> marched four years after your birth, that helped your parents metaphorically get together in Hawaii? I, I'm having a hard time making that one work. You know what that? You know why? Racism. Okay. That's why. All right. If you weren't such a racist, yeah. you'd be able to understand how that happened. Would I? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I can understand it because... You can? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, can explain it to us then, those of us who okay. So are too they had to sell my march where right. everything happened and it was yeah. amazing. And, and then thing, retroactively, right. right? And then a couple months later, back through a couple time. months later, a couple months later, mm -hmm. Barack Obama Jr. was born. <laughs> you don't get it. Do you? I don't get That's it. So typical of his racist get culture. Because a couple months later, it was still 1961. A couple months later, from what? From the time that his inception. That's not happened. what he said. He said a couple months later. Are digging yourself into okay. quite a hole, Pat Am I? Ray. Thank Am you. I'm sounding even Thank more you, racist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. mm. Hate to see that. Why not? Happen. Why not just do this segment in a hood? Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do it in a hood. You racist. I know. Well, okay. The the event that inspired Barack Obama Jr. being born <laughs> celebrated its 50th anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, so the 54 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> are you still so focused real. on this? Do you no. This, no, no. Do you believe no. this guy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. What are you, you racist. I'm just saying the anniversary of the event that inspired his birth is 50, but the man whose birth was inspired by the event is 54. That's all, that's my only point. So uh, uh, I love how, <laughs> you know, uh, the racist use of math is such a problem in our culture today. It is, isn't it? Uh, Pat mm -hmm. attempting to disprove the greatest mm -hmm. president of our ever. time. Of, of any ever, time. Of any, of any time, time. Of any country at yeah. any time. Look, even as racist as I am, I can admit he's the greatest president <laughs> of any time. I think, you, uh, by the way, soon coming, you're going to have to admit that or you will be a racist. Yeah, yeah. Get oh, used to yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, like, that's like if you, like the people that today, and I, I'm not necessarily on this bandwagon at all, but... Uh, the Abraham Lincoln doubters, people who don't like the Abraham Lincoln. Um, they, there's a lot of people, and there's some, I'm sure, in this audience that don't like Abraham Lincoln. Oh, there's, not a fan. Yeah, there's not a, lot a fan. Of people. Um, but that is, because if you bring that argument up in public discourse, you are essentially a racist. Mm -hmm. Right? That's going to happen. <clears throat> Our children will be having that same issue with Barack Obama if they choose yeah. to say, hey, you know, Barack Obama, I don't think he was actually a good president. I remember that era. You're a racist. <laughs> yeah. That is really what it's going to come down to. I think so, too. Uh, so they were carrying signs that said things like uh, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Uh, police estimated the crowd at fifteen to 20,000. That's a sizable crowd. Um, back in 1965, police beat and tear gas marchers at the foot of the bridge uh, in a spasm of violence that shocked the nation. The attack helped build momentum for the Voting Rights Act later that year and, of course, the birth of Barack Obama Jr., who was born four years prior that but it still inspired his birth mm -hmm. right okay um here's one of the marchers who refused to actually march and uh you're gonna applaud her when you find out why well i, I refused to march because george bush uh marched thank you good so so you did you so you, so you did grab you but you didn't uh, walk over with what what no i did not 
when when it was <laughs> she understood. he was going to be part of it. I think the Selma movement was about nonviolence mm -hmm. and peace and democracy. Mom, and George Bush stands for just the opposite. For violence, violence and war, war. and stolen elections. stolen elections, I did not wish to be part of something that included him. You're, in, you're going to be incredibly surprised to hear how disappointed he was you weren't there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Crushed he, him. Yeah, it, it hurt him deeply. Well, not deeply, per se, or at all. Um, the least a flesh wound? I think he's actually happy about it. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? Yeah, well, he did. I mean, this is the guy who, who brought peace between humans and fish. I don't is know what, what her problem is. Yeah, he's the one who first said, human beings and fish can coexist peacefully. He's the first one to say <laughs> well, that. He said that, but I don't know that first he actually, it. It actually happened. It yeah. did happen. He broke the barrier to at least say it. Say it. However, it. well, I guess I have never been attacked by a fish. I haven't uh, either. But somehow. I haven't either. Some Nor have I attacked a fish. Well... Maybe uh, I've gone fishing a few uh, times. Oh, okay. we find out that you're the one breaking these rules. But uh, after George said that we can coexist peacefully, I have left them entirely alone. Have you ever eaten a fish in that time? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Is so that you, part of the world? They just gave themselves up for your dinner? Yeah, I think a lot of them surrendered. Yeah, they did. So wait, where do I, I get to get eaten by Pat? Oh, okay, I'm in. Let me get in that net. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't that, think uh, that is an amazing. That is an amazing soundbite. Yeah, because uh, you know, obviously, that's exactly what MLK had in mind when he was marching for rights. Is that anytime a white person or a future president of the United States who's white, I don't want him marching in my uh, anniversary commemoration of this event. Uh, I think that's what he was saying. Well, I think what what King was saying was, look. I hope we can live in a country where they don't allow presidents to be white. You remember when he said, I have a dream today, mm -hmm. that white children and black children would not march together on the streets of America? Remember yeah. that? Right, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then he said, I, I also uh, judge a man by the color of his skin, not by the content of his character. Remember those things? Oh, so his dream has God been realized. Mm -hmm. It's been great. Mm -hmm. So good for her. Uh, also, the New York Times, I'm, I'm not so convinced uh, oh, of this story. New York Times supposedly cropped George and Laura from the Selma March photo. Yeah, I mean, they showed it was a huge procession of people coming down the street. Here it is. And there's uh, Barack Obama Jr., not being born, but uh, now 54 years later. Um, and there he is. But if you, if you pull out a little bit, this is just a section of it. And then they pulled out, and I think they also showed this photo too, right? Uh, and there's Bush in that, in that photo. So did they crop him out? Can you go back to the first one again? I don't know. I'm just showing us uh, I mean, they did cut a more limited view. They did cut it exactly at the place, because I was looking for that the guy in the blue tie and the woman in the blue yeah. jacket there, or there were ones right next to him. Okay. So they did cut it exactly at that point. Now, so, you're, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. I don't know. Did they include My understanding was they also showed that photo too they showed okay. them both is that true or not if that's true uh you got nothing um yeah, they says that the uh, new york times story does mention the bush's presence 10 paragraphs into the story those bastards Ten paragraphs. you know but it, i mean i i would not yeah. be shocked if it was how I they made the decision but i mean I, it, I mean i don't really care either to uh -huh. be honest it's the new york freaking times this is what they do yeah and um, we shouldn't be surprised yeah
this is also what Colin Powell does. He uh, still sees racism 50 years after the Selma march in the GOP. Not the Democrats. They're not racist. The Democrats are fine. They're fighting to keep minorities on the plantation. They are fighting to keep minorities on the government teat. But the GOP, <laughs> is it? I'll check it out from Colin Powell. A couple of years back, you spoke out about the dark vein of intolerance in some parts of the Republican Party on race. Is that what you still see? I still see it. I still see it in the Republican Party, and I still see it in other parts of our country. You don't have to be a Republican to be touched by this dark vein. America is still going through this transformation from where we were just 50 or 60 years ago. You have to remember, it was only about 60 or 70 years ago that we still had, still had poll taxes that we still had literacy tests in order to vote, yeah. that uh, the voting places were only open two days a month for African-Americans. And so we've come a long way, but there's a long yeah. way to go. Yeah. And who is behind the poll taxes and the racism at uh, the Republicans, polls? Hardcore uh, no, Republicans. it was Democrats. Hmm. In fact, Southern Democrats that were behind all of that kind of crap. And uh, for Colin Powell to be blathering this crap, 60 years later is just unconscionable. And I know this is probably not popular. Oh, I don't know, man. maybe. But is it really that crazy to have, uh, to, to see if someone has the ability to read? No. To, to vote? I, when, uh, how no. would you even know what name is which? I, <laughs> I don't know. A literacy test. Now, it was used at the time to try to eliminate African Americans from the voting rolls, which obviously is horrible. But... I mean, when we, we've talked about this before, like, I actually think we let too many people who don't know what the hell is going on vote, yeah. white or black, and it doesn't matter what I, the race is. I don't is. know about a literacy test, but what about a civics test? So you can at least tell me who the vice president of the United States is right now before you vote. Yeah. Okay? you got to know at least that kind of rudimentary knowledge. Tell me three of the ten uh, Bill of Rights. Tell me three God, of the I can't amendments. Imagine we we we'd be down to eight hundred thousand people voting in presidential elections. You really That's would. twice this hour. You've let your racism. Yeah, just look at this. Fly Are you seeing this, America? Are you seeing what's happening with Pat Gray? Obvious racist, racially oh racializing this whole process. He's now racistly racizing the racistness of his racism. It's ugly. Would it's you ugly. say I'm racialistic? He's incredibly <laughs> racialistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is. A, we, I mean, we joked about, uh, it's a somewhat joking, of making, of actually rising the voting age. But, I mean, in reality, it's not the age. It's the level of knowledge. Yeah. It's you the know? total it's ignorance like, that you want to avoid. I'm not saying, like, you have to agree with me or say, okay, well, you have to look at the facts the same way I do. Or you have to read as much as the typical talk radio audience member does. I don't think anybody expects that. I, I honestly don't expect people to be up as much as someone who subscribes to the blaze i got it I mean, most people are living their lives and are not as focused on this stuff but you should be able to name basic things about the mm -hmm. candidate or, or or what's going on when you walk out of that uh voting booth and they ask you who the vice president of the united states is this happens every election that somebody will go and do this and you'll see person after person go oh, I, I don't know i don't follow it that closely i just know bush is bad or i just know i don't mm -hmm. like republicans or i don't like democrats or whatever the answer is it's like, wh why would we, maybe we even allow them to vote, but why do we encourage, why, we have this idea that rocking the vote is some unbelievably right. altruistic, wonderful thing. It's like, it's actually terrible. <laughs> well, like, can you imagine, like, if you were like, all right, well, 
our company, uh, we need to make a, a really important decision on uh, our finances. Do we go with this uh, loan A from this bank that has uh, a higher interest rate but a shorter term, or do we go to this one that has a lower interest rate but a longer term? However, the, higher, the payments overall will be higher. Let's go to this person who's never had a loan, who doesn't know anything about banks, has never looked at money, who works for the company uh, as a, uh, you know, he, I don't know, it's like Jeffy level, like a really low, pathetic level, mm -hmm. and, and you just let them mm -hmm. vote as it's had the same amount as the CFO. Look at him. What, what, I mean, I'm, willing, make any I'm sense. willing to help with your dilemma. No, yeah, I know you will. <laughs> look at him. Hey, look at this guy. No, you tell me. You want this guy look voting on something? I'm look at willing him. to help with I mean, you. I look at that, law... I say the voting age should be 63. <laughs> well, then he, he'd be I able to still vote. vote no problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah, see, if we made it 817, he'd be the only one voting. Yeah. You know? So it's a really, you can't do it with hard to eliminate him. Yeah. 888 back. More Pat and Stu coming up. 912? Well, That's yeah. still, we're still. Yeah, you're still. Yeah, you're still 1,000. 11, 888-727-BECK. Uh, this is great news. I, I, is it just me who's really pissed off about the Netflix uh, situation? First of all, they fight hard. And they, I mean, they led the charge mm -hmm. for net yeah, neutrality. Yeah. Why? Because they had to pay a little bit more. I don't know what they paid to Comcast no prior to the, yeah. the agreement. Do you know what it was? I don't think it was anything. It was oh, it was zero. nothing. Yeah, they went okay. from zero. That's, so that they the went from thing. zero to about twelve to twenty-five million. Yeah, then that neutrality argument indicates that the company should never pay for access. I mean, that's crazy. You've got you're on my lines. Mm -hmm. Not only you're on my line, you're hogging thirty-three percent mm -hmm. of all that I deliver. For one company, thirty-three percent. And you're paying nothing? Yeah. And they were pretty much the only example. Come on now. Right? Yeah. I mean, yes. everybody was using the Netflix the one they throttling. Yep. We, yep. There was also reports now that Netflix was the one that was throttling. Yes, that is true. I, I saw oh that as well. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? It actually wasn't Comcast that whole time. It was actually Netflix doing it themselves. Why? Because they were making uh, customers that uh, were newer have better service than the ones yeah. that had been around long enough. So because they, they wanted the ones that had been around to get the DVD upgrade their... That was a report. Oh, yeah. my God. Where, where was, I saw that report, and I, I didn't wind up checking it out. You did check it out. It's like a legitimate story. It seemed like, I remember the source being good. Oh, man. It, uh, but anyway, well, we'll look into that a little bit closer. But uh, that, was, uh, that was another, another big part of it. I and, know. you know, again, like, you know, they were the ones pushing this. It's like, if you know, they were the ones out there fighting for net neutrality. Yeah, they led the charge. And now it happened. Okay? So they, people went to them and said, hey, so you're happy about the... Uh, Happy about the FCC taking control of the internet, internet and regulating it now, right? And they're like, no, no. Why would we be pleased about that? We're not. We were hoping for a free market solution to this thing. <laughs> we wanted a non-regulated solution to this thing. We don't want government information. Why the hell did you fight for it then? How is uh, it drives me out of my mind? Yeah, he said they. We were pleased. Were we pleased to see it pushed to Title II? Probably not. We were hoping there would be a non-regulated uh, solution. Uh, opponents of the FCC's net neutrality mm. were quick to pounce. This must be a storyline for a very bad Netflix movie, said Randolph <laughs> May, president like of the Free line. State Foundation. I don't know whether it was a comedy or a tragedy. 
Uh, you know, and it's like, this is the thing. You know, you said 33% Netflix. If you take the other one, the other big one is YouTube. Between YouTube and Netflix, it's half of all internet traffic. Is it There's really? websites. Gosh, Two that's websites. amazing. Wow. And it's like, well, I mean, should they pay? Yeah, yes. probably. They're, 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 you know. I don't think there's any probably about it, of course. You're using that much? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you should pay. You know, and that's going to help keep the price down for the actual consumer. It's like yeah. people actually argue for Netflix over themselves. What do you think happens? Put your, spend a moment of thought on this. If Comcast has to put a little bit more uh, research, a little more, more infrastructure together to get this stuff done, and they, they're going, what they're going to do is raise your price. Mm -hmm. So Comcast isn't going to, or excuse me, Netflix isn't going to pay, but you are. Why the hell would you want that? And especially if you're not a, Com a Netflix subscriber. Like, at least if Netflix has it to pay, then it, Netflix subscribers will get stuck with a bill. Instead, everybody gets stuck with a bill when Comcast has to pay for additional infrastructure because of Netflix and YouTube and other sites. Mm. It's like, well, look. You know, people are, well, they don't need it. They're lying about it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They get to choose who they charge to use their lines. They get to charge. If Netflix doesn't want to be included in their Internet, then they can say, screw you, we're not going to do it. And they will get throttled. And people will probably leave Comcast as a result for that. I that. Am, I, I, I'm so pissed off about this. I'm beginning to look into alternatives to Netflix, and and there are many, and we have them. You know, Amazon, Amazon, yeah. Hulu, um, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And I think, I think between all those, you could pretty well do without Netflix. Tough though. It's hard because you know. Well, you don't uh, watch any of the originals either. I really. I right? don't. Yeah. So I don't watch any of the originals. I don't, I don't watch either. House of Cards. I don't watch House of Cards. Whatever Orange else. Is the New do. Black. No. Uh, what's the other one? The one about the sex change. I, 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 uh, is that Amazon? No, that's Amazon. Yeah, that's Amazon. Amazon. I don't know what, I, what else do they have. I mean, I they have a lot. It, right? Arrested Development, they did. So, I did actually oh. watch a little bit of that, but I didn't, didn't yeah, hold and it. No, they've got the, you know, the, uh, some of the uh, detective and series like mm -hmm. uh, The Fall. Yep, I haven't seen and, that. Have uh, mm. uh, you seen it? Jeffy is amazing. You watch Just more watch television everything. than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Uh -huh. And I mean people who are homeless or jobless at home, just sitting there in front of their television watching all day. You somehow, do you watch four TVs at once? How do you do this? <laughs>
what it does with the calls and the internet is it plays off your phone. So you got to have your phone there for the watch to interact with it or something like that. I, so if I you think know. about this, look at this process. This is an interesting. You're a human being and you're walking like this, right? Uh-huh. You're walking like this. Yeah. And at some point, your phone will ring. And at this point, normally, you'd have to do this. Get your, okay, that's ooh, that's okay. a lot. Now that's you'll a get lot. to do this. Now you still have the the phone in your pocket. And well, it's you right next to your pocket. So yeah. You, so your phone will be here, right. and your watch will be here. Yeah. And then you go like this, and you go like this. Now Instead you look like, of doing this. However, now you look like Dick Tracy. Before yeah. you did not. No, that's true. You just looked like a guy answering your cell phone. I just don't get it. I mean, I. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sh like there's weird. certain things like for example like. I mean, I can't even. Th I, I can't even come is. up with the like. Sometimes it'll be like, all right, you look at your phone and be like, oh, it's Jeffy decline. I mean, there's some things that you can, you can. Uh, like normally, I take my phone out. I go, oh, it's Jeffy decline. You can just look at your phone and just press decline for I, I Jeffy. Just thought I called it bad. I'm, times. Just, I'm just using an example, Jeffy. This isn't really what happens. No, no. Um, but you know, you just press decline, then you say block eternally, and then you say kill from spaceship. You press all those buttons. Uh -huh. You can control uh, that from your watch. No, no I'm saying in theory. Oh. God, you're so hung up on these details. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I don't I don't see it. I don't see why I would want it. Now I will say this: I also didn't see why I would want an iPad. Yeah. I was like, why am I going to use that? I have a computer and I have a phone. Why yeah. the hell am I going to need an iPad? Somehow they convinced you you needed it. I don't and know now how you never use me. it. Do you? I use it or when rarely. I travel only. Okay. Although I did, I did, yeah, I just bought a new one. Um, so I bought now two really? iPads. Yeah, I bought the first one, the first generation, mm -hmm. and I used that. When did that come out? I mean, you know, 2010, something like that. And I used that for four or five years. So I used that for a long time. It's, it's to the point now where it's beat up to the point where like it'll it'll run a video, like, but it you know it's slow and, and mm -hmm. you know it's I've used it for a long time. Uh, so I bought the new one, and I do like it. It's cool. It's like, you know, it gives you a little bit, you know, I like the, the battery length is really long. On, like, my laptop, I unplug it. By the end of the show, this laptop will be out of battery, so like, it's, mm -hmm. it's that bad. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, you don't have to plug it in every day, and it does the basic stuff pretty well. Emails, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Like, there's some cool things to it, and I do like it. And when I, when I travel, uh, you know, when I went away from the weekend a couple weeks ago, on the plane I, I used that, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I watched a bunch of movies on it. I mean, it definitely has its use. It's a cool device. I can't... I'm sure there's something the phone would be useful for, but I can't think of anything. I can't it's, think of one example as to what I would use it for. The uh, CNN technology editor says that uh, Apple needs a new product to reduce their reliance on the iPhone, and this isn't it. And, and it really isn't because it does rely on the iPhone. By definition, it relies on the iPhone. Um, it's not going to ring and do the phone stuff without the phone around it. Um, so he says it's... First of all, it's pricey at 350 bucks, but not truly beautiful. It's uncompelling and will likely be updated in a year. And that's, I mean, that's Apple. Apple yeah. always does that. They You're never going to buy something. anything from Apple if you worry yeah. about that. Yeah, right. Yes. right. And that's why I haven't gotten the i6 yet. I, I just, I, there's, it's going to be replaced by the i7 or whatever. Within six months, and I, it pisses me off to have to update every six months. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play that game. Yeah, I kind of just keep it as long as you can yeah. you know, handle it. And, then and the you, 5 has been fine. And yeah. I, I don't use I it all that much. Same so. thing. Yeah. Whatever. I, so I don't know. I mean, I, we should, you know, LJ is the guy who's on our staff who was a totally Apple geek. 
Uh, and he's going to, of course, buy it because he buys everything they release. If they, you know, dog food, he doesn't have a dog, he would still buy the Apple dog food. So he had mm-hmm. it to make sure he had mm-hmm. it. And, like, you know, he's, he's going to buy one. And, I, you know, I've heard arguments for it, but, I, like, none of them seem like it would be anything that I would ever care about. Like, I, my phone's right, like, look at where my hand sits. It's right, literally right <laughs> next to my phone. It's almost like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to go inside the pocket is the only difference. It's like, I can't. If you are really thrilled by the fact that you can look like Dick Tracy uh, and you like talking into your wrist like you're a secret agent guy, yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's But then you're, you're what? A spe- enough you're a you? speaker, right? Right. Yeah. So, you mean, your phone, your phone call isn't private? Is that, and then the other thing is, like, it, yes, you can do. You'd be able to say, okay, uh, Jeffy's calling. I don't care about him. Decline. Why do you keep using that as an example? I just as an example. I don't know why you're focused on that. But the other part of it is, if you want to respond, like on a text, I think they have like they'll give you generic texts back. Like it, when everyone, like Pat, you wouldn't know this because you don't ever answer your phone. But <laughs> when someone calls you mm-hmm. and like you're in the middle of a meeting, which happens during the afternoon, mm-hmm. like when you, know, you call and I'm in the middle of a meeting, they'll give me like the auto-generated possible text responses. Like, uh, call you back later. And you can just press a button, and it will decline the call and text that person, I'll call you back later. Yeah. Which I, you know, I'll use sometimes when I'm in the middle of something. Like, I guess it'll it do that. It's broken for you now, though, because uh, I never got that. Really? Yours must... You, you should get that looked at. Yeah, I never, we'll have to... Keep, keep looking for it. Yeah, keep, yeah. you know what? They'll probably all come in at it. once in, like, a month. <laughs> You'll probably get a bunch of them all you know, at the same time. No, that happens sometimes. It happens I where they're, they I, all just start piling up. I don't have any signal huh, so. right now. But the yeah. point is, like, you, I guess you could do that from the iPhone. Like, you could do that, like, okay, I can't get you right now. Okay, all right, fine. But if you want to respond with something custom, you're not going to have a little keyboard on it. You can't... It's too small to type. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that as even a possibility. I mean, it just seems... Like, it seems awful, honestly. $350 doesn't seem like it would do anything I would want it to do. Yeah. Other than that, it seems great, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've got, the, you've got the headset you could use, right, if you have yeah. to. I mean, if you want to be the speaker, the person walking down the street talking to no one, except Well, you're, you could do the Bluetooth thing, I'm sure, right. obviously, but you could do that with your phone. You're That's not, what you I mean. You need the watch for Why that. do you need the watch? I don't, I don't That's the thing. No. If you do all of this stuff without the phone... On the watch, fine. Then you're on to yes. something. Yeah, kind I of. Think. Although it's still too small for that, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Unless you've got some kind of projection where it, if you need to, you can type uh, on a uh, virtual pad. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you could do that. Uh, maybe they'll come up with. I mean, I'm if sure it, they will. I, if it would just but. read my soul and know what I want to type. That's coming. Yeah. That that that's, that's, that's going to be an Android though. Android I mean, it's, device. it's probably going to do something cool. Like I'm sure when I'm walking down the street, if I want to check a sports score, it'd be I guess it would be mildly easier. I mean, I will say that like you, when you would have told me, mm. well, the fingerprint thing is, is was a waste. All you have to do is type in four numbers. I will say it's much better to not have to type in four numbers. I love the fingerprint thing, and I know yeah. it's it's totally like you know uh, it's Big Brother coming true. But it's like it's so much easier, and you wouldn't think before you have it that it would matter. But, but when does. you log in your phone 150 times a day, uh, you know, the two seconds that you save and the time that I misprint, you know, I hit the wrong number or whatever when I'm logging in, it does save you some time and it is easier. Yeah. I do like it. But, I mean, I, I, maybe this will be the same way. I don't know. You, know you, you know what else would be great is for closed-circuit television to be in everybody's home. Wouldn't that be no, great? No, because no, I, then if a burglar wait. comes into your home, the police could see it. And respond to it uh, really quickly. 
How safe would you be then? You'd be so safe. Oh, my gosh. You'd be like super mega Doppler safe by then. If you could just do that, you would be so ultra, super mega Doppler safe that you wouldn't need to worry about anything anymore. This is awesome. Uh, In Scotland, they're considering this. Sir Bernard Hogan Howe said police forces needed more crime scene footage to match against their 12 million images of suspects and offenders. Mm -hmm. And he called on families and businesses to install cameras at eye level to exploit advances in facial recognition technology and put them in every home in the U.K. (laughs) Um, Let me see. No. No. Did I make that Mm. clear enough? No. But this is the kind of stuff that they sell this with. And with the whole Big Brother system, right? In 1984, you, you, nobody could have uh, considered that one day they'd be monitoring everything we did in our own homes. And yet it happened um, a little quicker in that book than it's happening in reality. But because we're so accustomed to it now, the surveillance has been so normalized in our lives. You have it on virtually every, you know, I'm in Helena, Montana. Population, I don't know, 40. 50,000 people maximum in the whole area. They all have the cameras on the street, on the street, uh, on the stop signs. Um, in our neighborhoods, we've got cameras on the signs and the, and the, and the street lights. And, uh, you know, certainly in New York, everybody has cameras inside and out of their businesses. Uh, the city has cameras everywhere. You're being surveilled everywhere you go. So we're so used to it now that when they start suggesting something like this, well, hey, we'll be able to uh, reduce crime a lot more in your area. You just install one of these in your home and we can see what's going on in there. There's a lot of people are going to say, yeah, that's a good idea. It'll help me be more secure in my in my in my house. There's going to be a lot of people duped by this. And this is how well, it happens. Britain already, I mean, his reporter's yeah. got, what, a camera for every 11 people? I think it's the highest rate in yeah. the world. I mean, they're pretty... Yeah. <laughs> it's higher than, well like, covered. China. Not all... I'm not as opposed to it in public oh, places as you guys are. You know, I, I hate think, it. I mean, I, I, you know, look, especially... I don't necessarily the government doing it, but I don't mind private businesses You don't necessarily want the government doing it? You're kind of okay with it? Well, I mean, if it's a government area... Right. Like it's if, if like, let's say a park that is government owned. Now, I would be against them owning that park because I would rather have mm-hmm. private ownership. But if, they, if it is their park and they run it, they maintain it. They cannot put a, a camera in it. Like, you know, I mean, I, serious question. Government building. Can yeah, they yeah. put a can they put the, the, the cap, well, steps of the Capitol? Can they put a can they put a camera? Clearly they can because they do. And well, it, they, I know they is. can. But would you would you are you OK with that? Not necessarily. No. No, I don't, I don't. I don't like the surveillance society. I just I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it either. But it's there, and I, yeah, it's and everywhere. we've accepted it now. Yes, yeah. we have. I mean, we've I totally accepted it. It's tough. I, it's, it's tough. You obviously do solve a lot of crimes using it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not well, saying I mean, that that's a justification. That's obviously a security freedom thing. The Suge Knight thing was, you know, he's the rapper who ran over two people and said he did it accidentally. Well, they got clear footage of it, shot from somewhere in this parking lot. Right really? down on the incident. <laughs> I haven't seen. It. I mean, it is, it is right on him. I know. And you see the guy walk over to his car, and the only thing that's out of the view is you can barely see, at the very top of the frame, you can see somebody interacting with him at the driver's seat. It looks like maybe they're fighting, and then all of a sudden he cranks it and runs over the guy, 
and then puts it in forward, runs over the guy again, and then <laughs> really? runs over the next guy. It is amazing footage, and it's, uh, it's clear as a bell, and that's all the crime, right? Because he said he did it accidentally. Now, I, I don't know how you get around that in court. That was accidentally? The only defense he'll have, I think, is that these guys were armed, and he was afraid for his life, and that's what he's saying. Right. But he's saying that he kind of did it accidentally trying to get out of there. Well, he drove right into them instead of driving away from them. So, I mean, from that aspect, it, it has helped in a lot of ways. Oh, my God. I it's mean, helped it hel with it's crime. helped uh, law-abiding it, citizens. It's helped law-abiding I mean, citizens many times. It, the criminals. You know, you, you have banks that are monitored. You have the uh, 7-Elevens that are monitored. We've seen a lot of crimes happen at, at convenience stores, and uh, we've seen clerks fight them off and we we've identified uh, the villains that way like all of this technology i mean honestly it's overwhelmingly positive right now mm -hmm. I, I, even in cameras i would i would argue are generally positive right now the question is will they be used at some point uh, and and, 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 that, the and there are yes. and there are incidents yes. now where they're probably used for things sure. that are wrong. Uh, but over just taking it a general, you know, general thing, they're generally used to solve crimes. And a lot of you know, police get are putting people mm -hmm. who are uh, guilty in jail. They're finding people that are guilty mm -hmm. and putting them in prison uh, when they do things that are wrong. And I think do, will this help? Does this help the crime rate? I, I mean, I think there are studies that would say no. I think overwhelmingly, though, over time. Uh, you'll find out that they probably will help with that problem. But at what cost? I mean, if you're on camera everywhere you go, um, you know, I mean, uh, is, that a, is that an okay price to pay to solve some crimes? I mean, I think the answer to that is probably no. Um, and, you know, it's like, well, you have public roads, you have traffic cams, you have, I mean, you have cameras pretty much everywhere. I know. And then private, I don't think anybody of us would say a private business couldn't put a camera up. So even if you take, get rid of all the government cameras, those private cameras could still be uh, looked at and will be looked at. And you're going to be surveilled all the time anyway. Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson yeah. come right. to mind. They That's both the said debate. a similar thing. Jefferson said he who is willing to give up his his uh, freedom for his security uh, will gain, will lose both and deserves neither. Mm -hmm. I always get halfway through that quote. I'm like, crap. Did I <laughs> yeah, I know. Wrong? It's like the Bush thing. Yeah. Fool me once. Uh, you know, shame on, on, on him. Fool me twice. You can't fool me once, twice, or three times in a row because you're three times a lady. And I love you. <laughs> you get into that mess. Yes. So. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. You know what's a great idea is a European Union army. That's an idea whose time has come. It's about time they've done this. I've been saying for years. You know what'd be great is if we had first of all a UN army, which we which we of course have had now for years, and I was really glad to see that happen. Mm. But then <laughs> secondarily, I've been screaming for a long time. You know what needs to happen is the European Union needs to come together with an army. Because, uh, you know, that's another sign of the apocalypse. And I, I think it's about time to bring that on, don't you? Mm. Mm. Um, president of the European Commission has called for the creation of an EU army in order to show Russia that we're serious about defending European values. That's great. Um, EU is divided on how to deal with the increasingly forthright Russia, which has been accused by NATO and the U.S. of supplying rebel fighters in eastern Ukraine. 
with military uh, equipment and intelligence in the conflict. And so uh, they're thinking, hey, why don't we produce a uh, massive sort of, uh, you know, mini UN army here in Europe? I think that's, that's tremendous. I, I always like to see. And then if we could maybe, wor maybe merge into a world army or something. Like a one-world government Ooh, that's nice. sort of thing. Because, you, know, you know, I've noticed one of the big problems we have, Pat, is all this divisiveness. Thank you. Uh, or divisiveness, yes. if you'd like to say it that and way. And xenophobia. Like, like, yes. You know, all this patriotism nativism. to a certain... Yeah, nativism. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, always trying to go after mm -hmm. the otherness of, of right. other people. If we could all join together in one happy world... Uh, united under a, uh, a central centralized government. Yeah. And you know what else? Elections. It, it just it's an invitation for divisiveness. People yeah, one yes. some people are going to vote for one person, mm -hmm. others are going to vote for the other. You get rid of them and you bring people together yeah. under one candidate, Thank one you. flag, Thank you. one nation. I mean, we've we've said it before how many times one nation indivisible and we skip the under God part. Thank you. Uh, because of the hatred and because yeah, religions are divisive. Yes. How what if we got rid of them? They're the most divisive device in the world. Yes. There's too much divisiveness in that division. So uh, I think this is a great idea, and I'm excited about mm. it. Uh, this is also somewhat interesting. Uh, John Kerry just wrapped up uh, the latest round of talks, of nuclear uh, talks with Iran. Is it fixed now? It's totally fixed. Okay, good. Because Ooh. just... I mean, it took them about two days before Iran, Iran uh, showcased the new missiles they just produced. <laughs> they just unveiled their brand new missiles uh, two days after John Kerry left the negotiating table. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, the announcement of the domestically manufactured surface-to-surface -surface missiles named Sumar was made in a ceremony reported on Iranian news media. While the State Department has said the missiles are part of the negotiations with Iran, Iranian officials have said... They've never agreed to negotiate over what they describe as the Islamic Republic's defensive abilities, including these missiles that you see right here prominently displayed. That's great. So this is going really well. I mean, the Iranian thing, it's handled. Leave them alone. Hmm. Okay, clearly they're making incredible progress. What's the big thing. deal? I think is what I don't you think there say. is one. I don't think there is a big deal. You think these, uh, the Netanyahu speech was the th like, thing that hold holding this up now? That's, there's been talk now that they've slowed progress because of that speech. I think you're probably right. Which is what, I mean, obviously probably the goal of Boehner, uh, you know, inviting him over here in the first right. place. That's right. Uh, and, you know, we've certainly beat up on Boehner for many things, although this one seems to have been uh, positive. Yeah. You know what, if we, we could eliminate this whole uh, Boehner situation and, and the divisiveness with Obama and mm -hmm. all that, if we just united under one world government, we wouldn't have that anymore. You wouldn't have any of that divisiveness, right? That's right. It's a great point. Yeah. If, if, especially if the world government was based in Belgium. You wouldn't have a bunch of Americans bickering with each other. You've got to go over to Belgium and figure the whole thing out. I think that'd be great. It'd be great. NATO is based there. The EU is based there. Joe Biden called it the capital of the world. <laughs> he said a lot of people think Washington, D.C. is, for his money, uh, is Brussels. So uh, I think he's right. I think he's right. We're going to fix some of these things. Uh, it's going to be tougher to fix um, the uh, sexism in the Middle East, although there's a Lebanese anchor right now who's standing up to sexist Muslims. And uh, here's a quick peek at uh, what happened.
انا اخدم الفكره التي اريدها انا هون سيد الاستوديو وسيد الكلام لو سمحت انا عم اقول لك قصه الوقت لاخدم لك اجابه اذا ما توصل كثير من الاجابه ما راح يكون في عندنا وقت لبعيد اذا نرجع بحقبات تاريخيه بعيده ما راح يكون عندنا وقت شغله واقفه عليك بيكون عندنا وقت يعني احنا بنحل كل مين بيقرر الموضوع انا هون بقرره قراري لا قراري انا هون بقرره قراري لا 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 قراري can't wait to hear this. Respect it whether you like it or not. Enough. Let's wrap this up. Beneath me to be interviewed by you, you're a woman who... Just one second. Either there's mutual respect or the conversation's over. Ah, she stood right up to him. That's good. She's quite pretty, too. Yeah, well. I've noticed that. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Quite lovely. Uh, I guess tell this, the, the concept She's not covered up enough, though. I can see her face. Oh my gosh. You know, we're seeing Thank more you. than her eyes. I see I see a I forehead. Like I see eyes. I see a nose. I mm. see a mouth. I see See, chin. we wouldn't have even noticed she was pretty if she just was wearing right. the proper clothing. Wouldn't have known it. Sad. Uh, sad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm glad to see somebody actually stand up to That's one of these nice, idiots. That's nice, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's nice to see. Um, yeah, over at the. Uh, I mean, look, we know these problems are going to be sorted out. I don't know why she's bothering standing up. We have the UN. Just let the UN do it. They yeah. always solve all of our problems, including. The biggest problem of all, Pat. Oh, climate change. Climate change. Climate change. Climate chaos. Climate disruption. Climate weirding. Climate I catastrophe. I am very convinced that um, society as a whole, Maybe global society, is moving to the point where <laughs> we like are that. going to need more and more global governance mm -hmm. muscle. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. In the past. Global when governance. When you look at the history of mankind, mm -hmm. we have moved from the individual family to mm -hmm. the tribe to the villages and communities to the nation state wow. and now we're at the planetary level we didn't have that 5,000 years ago strong UN we are now like at the level in which mm -hmm. increasing number of challenges are going to have to be addressed at the planetary level right. for which mm -hmm. the United Nations right. potentially could be the best instrument oh my god that ties right into what I was trying to say about the European Union and their army and the UN and uh, their army and their legislative body. They're brilliant. And they've how many? Let me ask you this. I mean, you can't even count them. So it's a stupid question. How many problems in the world has the UN solved already? Go ahead. Take a wild I mean, stab. So many you don't even really oh know. Oh, my right? gosh. I mean, the list have they, just name, have name they a put few. out a forest fire? Name a few. No, they haven't put out any okay. forest fire. They're too busy doing other bigger things. Like, for instance, go ahead, I, The only one I will ever, ever go to in this one is... Trick or treat for UNICEF. Thank you. Well, I, okay. I, you know, maybe. Trick or treat for UNICEF. I don't know about I forget that. about that okay. one. Smallpox. Yeah. A lot of people through the World Health Organization, they did help a lot with smallpox. However, that could have been done in other ways, but they, they were the vehicle. Uh, that was, was that more the UN than the U.S.? 
Uh, I mean, it was through the World Health Organization, which is a branch of the UN. But yeah. again, like, I, you know, that doesn't mean it couldn't have been done in another way. It just that happened to be the way it was it was done. I mean, like, right. Like, it's like it's like, well, we only have uh, government roads. Well, we could have private roads, but we have government roads. Like, that doesn't mean you can't do you can't have a private road. Right. So and obviously, when you talk about anything, the U.N., uh, I mean, the U.S. is usually at least at the very least the most money behind it. Uh, so we certainly have a big piece in that. But I don't you know, I don't want anyone else making our decisions for us. Uh, this idea that glo- global governance is a good idea and this idea that this is very standard progressivism yeah. in that they see the one like a one world government or, uh, you know, a global governance, as they say it there, as like this thing we're just waiting for. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not an argument as to what is better. It's just over time people will evolve to want that. Yeah. And she's as she says they started off in small groups and families and then you know nation states. It's like we, the idea that larger government is the uh, in, inevitable answer to these things eventually once people understand it is very progressive. But it's weird because it's like you see that smaller government has been the thing that's actually advanced us. I mean, you know, yes, you're right. We did develop nation states. But, like, she acts as if the nation state was just this one step. No, there were nation states for a long freaking time. Until we took the power away from the nation states, then things started to improve. It wasn't until we got away from monarchies and uh, giant governments uh, jamming their fists down the uh, throat of every person that we wind up with this wonderful society we currently have. I mean, like, we didn't get these innovations back when, uh, you know, when there were kings. <laughs> what? It wasn't all about the planet then, Stu. It's planetary now. Oh, okay. Right. It's planetary okay. now. It's planetary planetary now. I mean, you, what, what are you suggesting? We go back to city-states? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> no, I'm suggesting <laughs> go back to, like, Dallas keep versus the, Houston? No, you. keep uh, the nation-states the way they are. you're saying? Minimize the government Helena intrusion versus people's Butte, lives. maybe? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Gotta, no. what, wait, wait till the Helena troops march down to Dallas, and you'll That's be singing another is tune, that a, my friend. Those city-states, you don't want none of that. Don't, <laughs> you don't, don't threaten want something like that unless that. you're going to use it. <laughs> This is the dumbest thing. Yeah. Uh, we solved at the planetary level. The uh, sovereignty of every nation should be circumscribed into the United Nations because that's really the body that's gotten things done. You name one thing. Smallpox. Uh, seriously, name another one. Yeah, I can much. only go trick-or-treat for UNICEF. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and UNICEF, I'm not entirely convinced is the best way to go. No. But okay, you got people to go trick-or-treat for UNICEF and you raise some money that way. Uh, the other thing is smallpox. They have never, they have never gotten into a conflict where they've made it better. No, the Union never get a bunch of troops there and rape everybody. Uh, I mean, God, what they Jeez. did in uh, in, uh, in Rwanda, Rwanda was sit there horrific. and watch as the Hutsis and Hutus and Tutsis went yep. after each other. Yep. Uh, particularly one-sided uh, event, and just basically didn't intervene because they didn't have. Oh, we didn't get the paperwork in yet. You know, it's like, well, yeah, sure, they're killing yeah. each other by, you know, a million people in a year. But Look what they did in South Korea. They were useless. We had to take over that whole thing, and it, it was still a nightmare. Uh, the U.N. sucks. It's always sucked. It's probably as bad, if not worse, than the League of Nations. It's been an absolute, I mean, in the Human Rights uh, Commission, they're, they're putting nations like Syria and Libya in charge of it because it's a rotating deal and just whoever it happens to be, it's your turn. Okay, you're a terrorist nation, no problem. You're still the head of the human rights. I mean, it's a joke of an organization where nothing ever gets done. Mm-hmm. 888-727-BECK. More patents, too, coming up.
Triple eight seven two seven back. It is Pat and Stu, and Jeffy has uh, done a little research into all Listen, of the this is... incredible accomplishments of the UN. I, I think we may have disparaged them prematurely. Go ahead, Jeffy. You've gone to the website and you found out. This uh, is the UN uh, website of successes in peacekeeping. Uh, oh man, they, they're is it extensive? The back here. Am I going to be embarrassed? They've already built an impressive record of peacekeeping of achievement. They have. Achievements for more than sixty years. Sixty freaking years these people have been at it, including the time, oh, including mm -hmm. Nobel Peace Prize. For what? Nobel Peace Prize for for what? What? Well, they, for for peacifying. And they, they got a Nobel Peace what, Prize too. What did they? What year did they <laughs> the win? The same thing that Barack Obama won his peace prize for. Okay, Stu. Oh, okay. Is that all right with peacifying? you? What year was it when, he, when they peacified at the UN and won the peace prize? It doesn't just say, doesn't that they say won okay. a Nobel Peace Prize. All right, and what else? <laughs> Actually, we can click on that and find out. But since 1948, 48. the UN has helped end conflicts and foster reconciliation by conducting successful peacekeeping operations in, in dozens of countries, such as everything like such Cambodia, as Cambodia, Cambodia, <laughs> oh Cambodia, El Salvador. Really, two, only two, only a million and a half people died in Cambodia. Guatemala. Good job, Mozambique, Guatemala. Mozambique, Nambia, N Nambia. Mm. Oh. Oh, oh, their Nambian efforts are legendary now. They've also made a real difference in other places so, with every, recently like completed as. or ongoing operations such as Sierra Leone. And they have a no, list of... It's a, that's a wonderful place to go visit. Oh, Burundi. Um, if you go there, share. it's fixed. I have a timeshare there. Oh, you do? <laughs> yes. Still have I, that. I, no, I didn't know you still I said, had The timeshare is there, but I usually don't... I don't always take my weeks there. I Liberia? go to Burundi sometimes in Liberia. Liberia? Okay. Yeah. on the list? Yeah. A lot of times, Burundi, Liberia, I take get condos uh -huh. there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kosovo? Kosovo, oh, I haven't been in several years. Fixed. Uh, yeah, Kosovo. that's all set. Mm -hmm. Kosovo, really? They're gonna, they're, come on, that was us! <laughs> that was NATO! And we bombed the hell out of them to make that stop. That wasn't a peacekeeping effort. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Now, if you want to know what factors are required for success of uh, the UN peacekeeping, uh -huh. I mean, you need to be guided by the principles of consent, impartiality, and mm -hmm. the non-use of force except in self-defense, and defense as the mandate. That's it. Yeah, okay. UN, UN forces <laughs> are a joke and have never stopped anything, including the atrocities in Ru Rwanda, where they were supposed to intervene and stop the massacre that was going on. Instead, what did they do? They sat back and watched because they were afraid. The powder blue helmeted people are not exactly a fierce military force. No. Uh, so put that in your pipe and smoke it, UN. Okay? Triple eight seven two seven back, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Uh this from five thirty eight. Most Americans and Israelis get along better than Obama and Netanyahu do. I I believe this to be true. The growing tension between Israel and the US is the highest levels uh of government 
but it hasn't extended to longtime Allies citizens. Most people in each country view the other favorably, and they have for decades. Most Americans continue to like Israel. In a Gallup poll conducted last month, 70% rated Israel favorably compared to 72% a year earlier, so off somewhat, but not much. Israel's net favorability among uh, Americans in Gallup polls has remained above 33 percentage points for the last decade, after occasionally fluctuating before that. And most Israelis like, you, like the U.S. In seven Pew Research Center uh, Global Attitudes from 2003 to 2014, the uh, net favorability rating in Israel was never lower than 40 plus 44 percentage points. It peaked last year at 68 percentage points. Second straight year, uh, U.S. rated slightly higher among Israelis than among Americans. Look at the, look at the fancy graphs there. Mm -hmm. uh, you see uh, the, uh, the Palestinian territories, not quite as much. <laughs> more than a negative 50 yeah. uh, area. Okay. A, little, a little bit different. Yeah, uh, right. you have, we have more graphs on this too, right? Um, this is, uh, what else do we have? There we go. Uh, U.S. feelings towards Israel. You see uh, Israel is one of, the, one of the top allies. There's a few. Palestinian territory is much lower, obviously. But Britain, France, Canada, Germany, all kind of up there. Uh, that surprises me that, uh, can okay, Canada... I can see Canada. Yeah, I can see their neighbors. Uh, uh, Germany is higher than Israel. Britain yeah, higher yeah. than Israel. I can understand. Yeah, that. Fr and look at look at those wild swings of France as they annoyed us during the Iraq War. Yeah, they're all nice and high, and then really low, then coming back recently. That's maybe uh, the one example you could say Obama's uh, has a better re relationship in France. And then uh, here is uh, favorability of the U.S. among Israeli Arabs and Jews. Uh, and you see uh, Jews really like us, Arabs, eh, they're about, it's actually not that bad. I mean, it's, it's a little not bit Not as negative. bad as I thought it no, would be. No, they actually don't hate our guts as much as you'd think. But this is Ara Israeli Arabs, by the way. Right. So we're obviously allies with them uh, you know, uh, pretty closely, but still. Right. So there you go. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, way to look at the world because we don't have, we're the big boys on the block. It's like the Yankees, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well... A lot of people hate the Yankees, and, and I, I mean, I'd be included in that. Um, and you know, like when you talk about the United States, just I think there's a general, you know, there's the inertia is to not jealousy. like, yeah, there's like that level of like they're the big guys in the block. They go out and they you know bully people around, and we're just New Zealand, and we sit here and don't do anything, and we're out of everybody's way. It's it's a little bit different. You can't look at it that way, uh, and you know, you can't look at look. We are involved in these things. Yeah, we we are. Uh, do we? Can we completely pull back from everything? I, I don't think so. Well, I think we could probably pull back a little bit. I, 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 that's kind of the vision I'd like. I don't. I'm not Rand Paul, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I'm not. I've noticed that. I, there's a lot of uh, people who are. The, the mm -hmm. hawkish thing is becoming popular again in the Republican Party. Uh, because I'm no, I, I'm trying hard not to be because you know what? I see a Jordanian pilot lit on fire in a cage. And, you know, all of a sudden I feel like, yeah. you know, I, I get that hawkish part of me comes back. And it's not that it's gone. I mean, I, you know, I, I, national defense is still the ultimate priority. It's still more important than literally anything else we do because without it, you have nothing. Uh, you have to have a strong national defense. And I'm, I'm a big hawk on building up our weapon systems and, mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. However, going in and invading other countries and stuff, I, I'd like to do a little bit less of that. I, but you see people like Lindsey Graham. Uh, and and, uh, and he's the he's the one that's out there probably the most arguing this stuff. And I found it very interesting, by the way, 
um, that Lindsey Graham is he's saying he's going to run for president. He's out there arguing for ISIS, and that whole that is coming back that hawkish part a little bit on the uh, on the GOP with ISIS and everything. But uh, Lindsey Graham, the guy who is for the NSA as well, saying, "I look, mm -hmm. no one they can listen to my phone calls. I don't do anything wrong," uh, admitted that he has never sent an email, never in his life sent an email. I mean, so that's, of course, that's crazy. But of yeah, first of all, it's crazy. it's crazy. Can you believe that a guy representing that our country George has never Bush, done, right? They'd be calling him so out of touch. But secondly, here's a guy who is all for emails being read. It doesn't even affect him. Right. If he's not sending emails, no wonder he doesn't care. Yeah. Because he, to him, it's not even an issue because he uh, isn't a part of it. Doesn't even use the system. Yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing and typical. It's fine for everybody else, but not me. Type of thing. So typical. Um, but, you know, that's Lindsey Graham for you. It's going to be interesting to see if that, because I think you have an issue with a guy like Rand Paul if ISIS continues to grow, continues to do better, if, if the overseas issue uh, becomes the main issue, as Glenn kind of has predicted it will be, that war will be more of the issue than um, the economy this time. That happens, Rand Paul's going to have a tough time in the Republican primary. I don't know how he wins. By I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah, Rand you're, Paul you're, having a tough time. I know. I know. You're not a fan, but still. No, not a fan. I don't see how you can win the Republican primary. No. Uh, I mean, this is a Republican. You know, I think it's a hard sell to them in peacetime. Well, what do you think of this? You know, as long as we're talking about potential military intervention, which we all think might be necessary at some point, uh, you got a couple of plans that have been mentioned. One was for Marcus Littrell, and I, I don't know how possible this is. He said, send 300 Marines in, mm -hmm. and they could do the job against ISIS. Untethered. If that's true, do it. Do it. If you could send 300 Marines to take care of a 20,000 uh, terrorist force, I, I'm all for that. Or 300 Navy SEALs, or whatever the case may be. Whoever can do this job, unleash them and let them do it. Uh, the other thing would be to consider a... Uh, like a contract force, a bunch of mercenaries. Maybe you hire a, a Blackwater type of organization. I know it's not Blackwater anymore, but but maybe you hire a group of guys who who used to be special forces, and and now are just paid to do certain things. And maybe this is one of the things they're paid to do. And you hire them to go do it. Go hire a private force, set them over there, and let them knock these guys out. I don't know. Is that unconstitutional? I'd have to look into it a little bit. Uh, to see if a private military force uh, doing something like that. Actually, yeah. the Obama administration, so you do not have to look into that. Oh, that's right. Most of those that's guys right. probably work for the State Department now anyway, so we wouldn't have to worry probably. about the contract. Uh, probably. There you go. <laughs> 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up. What if we just drop Jeffy on him? Just drop oh Jeffy on ISIS. That's cruel and unusual. That's unkind. Fly over, and then you open up the doors and just push Steve, Jeffy out. Steve. Why would you do that? Well, you're going to get most of them that way. You get most you get of them. every single one of them that way. Probably. You think and, and a few others, okay. too. Oh, welcome to it. Yeah, what else haven't we covered today that we probably should? Oh, we started this the other day, the off offbeat holidays you could celebrate in March. And we didn't oh, get very far so in many it. many good ones. The fun facts about Names Day, March 2nd, March 3rd, National Anthem Day, March 4th, National Grammar Day. 
Mm -hmm. uh, March 6th, middle name Pride Day. Oh, that's my favorite day of the year. It is uh, Pat... Joseph. Patrick Joseph. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Stephen Joseph. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't oh, know nice. they had the same. Jeffy, nice. what's your middle name? Spoons? Spoons? <laughs> yes. Jeffy Spoons? Jeffy Fisher. Yes. Fisher. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, genealogy Day is March 7th. Uh, you ever do the genealogy thing, Pat? Oh, yeah. 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 Big into it. I could see that. What was the um, what's the the, the big one? Um, the big service? Uh, uh, it's uh, you know yeah. ancestry.com. Ancestry ancestry. Yeah, they're. I mean, they do a great job with that. I, yeah. I I think you can get it sucked into that, and you, that's like all you do. Uh, it's, uh, oh yeah, boy, you no can become kidding. really obsessed yeah. with it, yeah. and it's it's a cool thing because then you start finding out finding out about your heritage. And, yeah, and you, you you really do become obsessed with it. You could spend hundreds of hours doing it, yeah. just like Jeffy has spent hundreds of hours filling his stapler, which is why March 9th is Fill Your Staplers Day. Uh, mm -hmm. How long did it take that take you? That's founded by the Dull Men's Club, oh. which uh, Jeffy, of which is the uh, president. The Dull Men's Club? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, March 10th, Organize Your Home Office Day. Uh, March 14th, uh -huh. Mother Day. Mother Day. What's Mother Day? I don't know. It's a moth. It's, it's about a moth. That's a really moth stupid. Day. March 16th, I do support, however, no selfies day. Now, Jeff, you'd have a problem with this because you love taking pictures of yourself. I do. The only thing, I don't have a selfie stick yet. I'm very disappointed. Actually, I think, I, I think we've got one. We should bring it in. It'd be fun. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, it's, I mean, I can understand the, the, the way, why you'd want one. My wife bought it. I mean, I don't think we've actually used it yet. But uh -huh. She really it bought a selfie stick? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's for pictures of the kids and stuff. Yeah. It's great. Is for it? you and the, the kids, it's, it'd be nice I mean, to it have It is. Them. I understand it. I mean, I, you know, mm -hmm. I get it. I just, I don't know. It does seem odd. Mm -hmm. uh, for March 18th, Forgive Mom and Dad Day. Have yeah. your kids taken this one up yet? Yeah, Jeff? no, they have not. And I, I foresee that not happening. Oh. Mm. March 20th, Proposal Day. Kiss Your Fiance Day. March 21st, National Quilting Day. Uh, it seems like a that stupid like day. Fun. March 25th, Pecan Day. Are you, uh, you on that? You like Ooh, the pecans? I do not. I do not. It's a holiday with, uh, uh, commemorates the date in 1775 when George Washington planted pecan trees at Mount Vernon that were given to him by Thomas Jefferson. That's a big day. That's a big all, day. I think we all weep when That's we think of Pecan day. day, don't we? We do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were just talking the other day, remember? Oh, People man. don't celebrate enough. When Jefferson gave, when gave Washington the, When he planted the, the trees. It wasn't as cool when he gave him the walnut uh, tree. No. People that was not yeah, as good a deal. I didn't know that happened. No. With the pecans. Oh, oh my gosh. man. Holy cow. Huge. Big. Uh, big day. March 29th is a big one, though. Earth Hour is here. Earth Hour. Are you prepared to turn your crap not, off? And I need to be. For a really short amount now, of time. Now, is this different than Earth Day? There's Earth Day and Earth Hour? Yeah, Earth Hour is when you turn all your power off. You don't Shut use up. anything. Yeah, you have, uh, I'm not going to. No, and That's my brother's birthday, too. He probably loves this. Studies have showed that uh, you actually use more energy. Uh, on Earth Hour, they actually use more energy because it, it's about stuff like getting uh, your temperature, you know, like you turn your heat off, for example, and then you have to heat. <laughs> that chance. <laughs> no, but it takes more energy to... But it's chance. for the Earth. Did you hear the global governance lady I, earlier? I did, I, I do they need her. to enforce I this? Because you if you won't do yes. it willingly, then maybe they'll need to come in and help right. you yeah. do that. I know. Hmm. I know. That's what Nest is all about. As no, you, it is not. As you know. It, as you know. As I know. It's, yeah, as it's you know. saving yep. me hundreds of dollars a uh -huh. month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. It is. Yeah.
He was willing to give up his security for his for his security. What has for it to do with giving up my security? It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's an iPhone app. All right, so Soon far. it'll be, honey, did you turn the heat off in here? It's freezing. No, I didn't touch it. They oh. turned it off for Earth Hour. Oh, okay. Wait, I wasn't going to do that. And yeah, in that they did it for you. If they ever were to do that, I could switch it to my old thermostat. Nope. In seconds. Nope. Too late. It's integrated right into your house. No, it's not. Nope. It's too late. Too late. Too late. I will say, yeah, you can have problems with it, but it, uh, it does save the money. I will. Uh, yeah, that's what you said. It's nice. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, luck. It is nice. Good luck with that. And don't forget Doctor's Day on March 30th. So I guess, you know, kiss your physician. Not you, Jeffy. Because of the mouth sores. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of He'll an probably agree. He probably would say no. Because, you know. Yeah, it's so easily passable. <laughs>